Welcome back to another week of instigating with Clarky and Drury brought to you by our friends at Conway Furniture Highway 86 East End of Listowel for all your great furniture needs. Visit our friends at Conway Furniture. Our friends over at Larry Hudson Chevrolet Buick GMC. Remember, they got all kinds of SUVs. Winter's around the corner. Big trucks. They got them there. Go see Clarky and the gang over at Larry Hudson's. And of course, our good friends over at the Listowel Squash Courts. And we're going to hear we're going to hear from the Listowel Squash Courts must later. Be news. There must be news. Alan. Alan's coming on later, but before we get me to you that, asked him and I, I'm like, there's got to be he's, something, but he's coming on. It's significant stuff. Okay. I'm sure it now, is. We're joined by a very significant guest. Our great friend, longtime coach, of course, won two cherry cups in a Sutherland cup with the list of cyclones amongst his many other OHL accolades. Jason Brooks back on the show. Brooksy, how are you, man? How's it been? Uh, things are good, Ryan. Thanks for having me again. And Clarky, I'm, uh, Appreciate being back and to talk some hockey, which is always fun. It is, dude. And you know what? We typically have you on when we want to talk about the Leafs. And the Leafs are having fun right now. They've had a pretty decent start to the year. I'd call it decent. I wouldn't say great, but it's been decent. And some interesting storylines have kind of cropped up in the early part of the season as well. Before we dig into those specifically, though, Brooksy, just from a coach's perspective, what's your impression so far of the way the Leafs season has started off this year? Uh, interesting, I'll say. I think that's the key word. It's been interesting. Um you know, the, the first couple games, their offense was flying, but their defensive play as a team wasn't great. Maybe goaltending wasn't great. Um, then their offense kind of dried up a little bit. Then they go through the goaltending. <laughs> I'll say carousel already of uh, Samsonov and Wall, and all of a sudden now it's Wall's net. Um, I think they're still a work in progress. I mean, I think Sheldon Keith made his set of best when he said, you know, time is what this team needs. Uh, with the new faces trying to gel and figure things out. Um, but right now they're being led by their kind of old faces. You know, Matthews has got, what, seven, Tavares, Nylander. Mm-hmm. Um, they've been carrying kind of the load so far, which is good, but you like to see some more guys like Nye's got a couple I saw against Tampa, right, which was huge. But to get more guys going offensively, I think will be big for them. And, again, getting their goaltending and defense sorted out will be – I think the ongoing struggle of this team. I wanted to jump right in and ask you a coaching question since you were coach and our coach. Um, we saw Sheldon Keefe on the hot seat last year at the end of the season after the playoffs and then rewarded with a contract in the offseason. And they've, as Ryan said, a decent start. I thought in that Washington game on, when was it? Tuesday, Monday? Ryan, Yeah, you? Tuesday. Tuesday night. Um, there was a situation in the first period where he had to call a timeout um, to determine if he wanted to challenge a goal. And at that point in the game, early in the game, uh, I thought it was a brilliant move because we know in the NHL, the first goal means a lot. um, And he had to, he had to make sure, and he's got a great record when it comes to challenges. But what did you think of that sequence calling the timeout and then calling that um, challenge? Well, I think a lot of it depends on what your staff is seeing, right? Like they got their video mm-hmm. people up there. And if the video guy needed more time to believe that it was going to go in their favor, then you use that timeout, right? Like mm-hmm. he did. My guess is, is that's what the guys were saying upstairs. The video guys were saying is Need we more believe time. this is going to go our way, but call the timeout, give us time just to conclude mm-hmm. it a hundred percent. Um, the risk reward, Clarky, with that though, is if that had gone sideways, right, and, and it pucks in the net, you've wasted your time out. Now you're short-handed. The OV train decides to, you know, think about winning hockey instead of scoring goals on Gretzky's record. You know, um, sorry, Ryan, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> you know, at the end of the day, that could have gone the other way, and then it could have. You're criticizing him for why yep. would you do that move? So, yep. I agree. But that's why I'm saying I think it was a good move to call the timeout because you got to be sure in that situation. Yeah. Yeah. And Ryan, what do you think? I know why you're bringing this up because you you like you lie and you tell you tell people on this program I didn't lie that you anything. don't you know no no you lie and you tell people oh I don't watch Ryan's Twitter account but you were watching my Twitter <laughs> I, I, account so here night. 
hold on. I didn't watch it during the game because I can't. I watched uh-huh. it after. And yeah, yeah. yeah, you might want to just mention what you said. And I just wanted to ask a coach's opinion. Yeah, no, I, I and I understand and, and I understand what both of you're saying. However, Brooksy being the smart guy he is, is and and being a brilliant psychological coach as he we've seen him be, is playing both sides of the coin here. Because okay. what he just finished saying is correct. I thought it was a brutal decision. It's horrid. No. Why would you it waste worked your out. time? No, hold on. Yeah, it worked out. But what Brooksy's saying is you have to be smart. Uh, and I know it's not the NFL where you get three timeouts a half and you can be a little more cheap, although we've seen a lot of NFL coaches misuse those. We'll touch on that later, by the way. But you get your one timeout. It's one nothing. It's extremely early in the game. They went shorthanded within, I believe, the first two minutes. At that time, Washington had not scored a power play goal yet. Mm-hmm. Big deal if they're up one nothing. You're playing the Caps. They are terrible. And I'm saying that I love them. I'll love the Caps forever. They're awful right now. They're old, slow. They're brutal. And the Leafs got away with a lazy effort in Washington. If they had been yep. playing a good team, and we're recording this on Thursday, they're playing Dallas as we record this. If they're playing Dallas and they play like they did against Washington, they'll get thundered but they were playing washington old slow washington mm-hmm. and it's early one nothing first of all the second the goal went in i on my couch said that's not counting and kate turned to me and said what do you mean and i said ovechkin just destroyed what and he's laying on his arm i could see it immediately and if your coach if your video staff which is so good needed that much extra time to determine whether or not that was a call that's ridiculous also it should be illegal to take a timeout why then in the rules i know it's not a rule now but it should be a rule it's idiotic to me that you're allowed to waste that much time on what oh should we do it or not it's a one nothing game challenge it don't challenge it it doesn't matter you should mm. be able to come back from one nothing against the washington capitals this year they're giving oh. away oh yeah there's no doubt about that and but. i thought it was a horrific waste of a yeah. timeout in what in another game against a better opponent particularly in april could come back and bite you i thought it was a stupid waste of your timeout at that right. stage right. of a game third period let's do it right Two i think Ryan, a game? Ryan. no Ryan, mm-hmm. I'm a, I I agree with you. I, I agree. I agree with you. It's a timeout. Um, it's it is a stupid waste of a timeout, especially if it doesn't go your way. I agree with the Washington thing, but I think, and I'll say this to Clarky, I think why it becomes a brilliant move is because Sheldon Keefe right now is trying to figure things out with this team, and in the sense of that that they're not playing great hockey. No. Right? And and he's looking for any magic recipe he can come up with to, to get buy-in from certain guys and to get a belief out of certain guys. And, um, you know, would I have called that, like you say, Ryan, if I was coaching in that situation, no, I wouldn't have called it. I mean, I would have left it up to my video guy to say, yeah, we'll, cha- we'll challenge it, we'll I take the risk. Hear. If you're down to nothing, you take the risk. <laughs> but, you know, it is – it's just – I. I think he's really looking at it going, I, I don't believe right now in my team. I'm not sure we can afford to go down one nothing, mm-hmm. two nothing at this time. He's he's hanging on a on a thread here, is hoping that his goaltender will stop the puck. Um, right. And he ended up doing it the rest of the game because Washington did pump a lot of rubber mm-hmm. out. Um but I that's where I'm coming from on that. I think it's it that's the strategic part from Sheldon Keefe. I I think he's grasping and back to Clarkie's point, you know, the two year extension. I don't think Toronto cares. I no, mean, they don't. Bobcock for how many years? Yeah. What's what Sheldon keeps two years going to do to them when they have to get rid of them and nothing. find another guy. Yeah, absolutely nothing. It was just a going away present in case something happens. Right. But... Yeah. I Ryan, what'd you yeah, think you... of the rest of the game, Ryan? Uh, well, look, I don't want to spend too much time mm-hmm. dissect because... No, let's just jump into Ovi because you mentioned Ovi and I know he's your guy. 
Do you and really want to spend he's... time on no, this? No, no, no. I want to hear your opinion and Brooksy's opinion on will the day come where he's no longer wearing Capitals jersey and he's chasing the no. record somewhere else? No, never, 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 never. I, I you think my... that will set the franchise back at him? No. Because I did with Sundin. I'm not saying they're the same player. But Matt Sundin's I, not even in the remote. I understand that. I just Ovechkin. said that. I not even close. That. I understand. Well, Alexander Ovechkin is 25,000 yeah, times. Yeah, but the Leafs could have got a first round pick and, and something for their future. Brooksy, do you think they'll play the entire career there? I, I Ovechkin finishes as a capital because the owner loves him too much. Um, does it set the capitals back? Depends how long it takes him to break Gretzky's record and how long he thinks he wants to play. And you love a player like that too much. For me? The franchise the franchise wouldn't exist. Yeah, no, I'm, not, I'm not I'm just saying, I'm not arguing the point. Like I know Leonis loves him. Um obviously he is the Capitals. Um it, I don't foresee them trading him. I do agree with Ryan on that. I don't believe they'll trade him. Um, they can't. I don't either. I was just asking but, the question. But, but where the detriment comes, though, is if he's chasing this record, right, at what cost to the team does it become chasing a record that if he doesn't produce like he has the last couple of years? Like, this has got to be a slow start, hasn't it been, Ryan? Oh, of the last couple so. of years, yeah. He's getting plenty of assists, which is, you know, kind of interesting, but yeah, look, I I still believe, and everybody else can say what they want. I actually think it's it, it we're trending back. I'll, I'll try and wrap this up as quick because we want to talk about the Leafs here. I, I don't. I I truly believe he doesn't care that much about breaking it. I think he cares about breaking it a lot less than people are making it out. And and again, that's people. It's a lot of people that are not in that locker room, including me. Maybe I'm way off base, but it's a lot of people that aren't in that in that locker room. Going, oh yeah, that's all he cares about. I feel like we've we've walked ten years into the past where people are like, all he cares about is scoring goals and his own stat line. They'll never win a cup with him. That's where I feel like we've trended almost trended back and. We watched him do what he did in 2018 and do everything for this team. And now people are like, oh, yeah, right back. He's 38, and all he cares about is breaking this record. I think you, he would like to break it. But yeah, I you, think that much like everybody, including most Caps fans, we all know that he would have already broken it if the NHL hadn't robbed almost two years of his career from him. And that's not his fault. And most people are smart enough, including Gretzky, to say he's already the greatest goal scorer ever based on the level of goaltending and the level of competition he said to face his entire career. Keep in mind, too, those first three years when he was playing for the Capitals, the Capitals were extremely bad, and he was putting up 50s. I, I think I think that's kind of my point, though, right now, is like you say it's trending backwards. Why, why are people saying these things about him, the negative stuff about him and the goals? It's because they're a bad team. Because they're not a competitive yeah. team. And, and that's not his fault, but that's the talk, right? Because they have nothing better to talk about right now in Washington because they are so bad. I agree. And and I don't think that – I actually think that trading him, much like what they talked about back in the day where they'll never win a cup with him, they should trade him and start over. I feel like it would have the same negative effect if they had have done it and listened to all the pundits back then that think they know everything. I think it would have a negative effect on the franchise. The fans, like, he's there for the fans. And whether you want to say that's right or wrong or, and that's not a good thing and it's not competitive, you're right. The situation right now is not his fault, and they would be worse if he wasn't there. Now, you're, the other side of the argument is, well, try and trade him, get a pick, whatever. Nothing that they get back is going to be as significant as having him around some of the young guys that they are bleeding into the lineup. I've been very impressed with some of the young players. And keep in mind, too, the AHL Hershey Bears just won the championship last year. Washington's minor league team was the best in the country. They've got plenty of young guys on the way, and having Ovi there is going to do a lot more good 
than harm. And I just, I, 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 I'll be honest. I've been a little ticked off at some of the takes. Oh, all this guy cares about is scoring goals. No, he doesn't. He cares about how well the team's doing. He cares about being a good leader and he can't like, look, I I'm sorry. Look, this is real. This happened. And for people to be slandering ago. this guy again, it doesn't matter if it happened a thousand years ago. It's real. It actually happened. And he was the guy that did this. He was the guy that did this. This does not happen without him. So for people to turn around now years years later and go, oh, yeah, all this guy cares about is, is, is mad chase for Wayne Gretzky. I don't think he gives a hot damn. And if he catches them, amazing. I'll be very I happy. I think you're crazy to think he doesn't care. I think he cares, but not in the way that people are. Uh, I don't think I don't that it's his sole reason for showing up at the rink. He wants to win, and he's still out there flattening people, taking 14 shots, and, mm -hmm. and he was the best player on the ice the la their last three games. He's still their best player. It's well, Brooks, you even said like in your talk there about the Caps at the beginning how – Ovechkin's got to start wanting to win hockey games instead of chasing a record. What did you mean? Oh, it was, it was just more of a little chirp at Ryan. I didn't okay, know good. he was going to okay, go good. off hard on us good. here. That's good. I love that. But uh, <laughs> at the end of the day, I, I'm going to say this. I appreciate Ryan's passion on it as a Capitals fan. Um, I think as hockey people, I think you would argue and say he's in a tough spot. Like mm -hmm. he's, he's in a no-win spot. Because they are a bad team, um, they're worse than Pittsburgh, and and they're in the same boat with bodies that won stuff in the past, right? They they had successes in the past, and they have more bodies and more depth than what Ovi's carrying with them. Um, the narrative for Ovi's always going to be now the record, like because it's not chasing a cup anymore because they're not good enough right now. Um, not not his play. I think it's it's an easy he could be the best player on the planet and they're still going to question the goals, right? They're just going to question it until he gets it. Mm -hmm. If he gets it right. Yeah. And my response to that is that's everybody else's problem. Right. If he retired tomorrow, if he, if he came out and said, look, my knee, something, I don't know. You know, he just lost it. Like his dad passed away. And I know that that's been very, hard on him um you know just reading some stories down there uh you know i i from some of the scribes like they they noted that like he's been a little different just but the emotionally or whatever the storyline ryan isn't his storyline like that he's creating it's not him bringing up i'm chasing Gretzky. like he doesn't talk about that Is your term described it's the narrative amongst reporters it's the narrative amongst what's going on because tell me as a Cavs fan what's good right now to watch about them Ovi and the kids but nobody cares about the kids right now unless you're a Cavs fan I a know a hockey yep. fan wants to see him get the record or chase the record right that's that's yep. what I'm just saying that's the narrative it's not Alex Ovechkin's control over what people say or why they're saying it really he's not coming out saying i gotta get this record i'm gonna get it by the end of the year or next year or whatever i'm playing you're right years. that's all i'm saying it, it just bothers me when people talk about him like he's lebron james and he's this finger puppet mastermind going to ted leonsis and brian mcclellan and and it, it, you know what it's a disservice to brian mcclellan too good guelph boy that guy's not dumb like no one's gonna come to brian mcclellan and go, you know what? I think that we should do this and go acquire this guy and re-sign this guy. No one does that. Like, Brian McClellan traded away one of his best friends last year. Dmitry Orlov's not a Washington Capitol. Brian McClellan doesn't give a damn. Like, he'll he'll make a hey, hockey uh, decision. So, that's my Brooks, opinion. And Brooksy, I, uh, Joseph yeah, Wall's net until he loses? <laughs> I hope yeah. so. I hope yeah. so. Why? Um, what What about him do you like, Brooksy? I find him calm in the net. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I find him calm. Um, and again, that's not a slam at Samsonov, but I don't find him calm. Well. I mean, yeah, I think he's more, is, is the word athletic 
to a fault. Like he's very mobile to a fault. Yes. Um, yes, right? he is. And, and it still affects him where I think Wall, especially with Toronto's defense, right? We know their D is porous. We know they're not like a physical bruising D that are going to move people out of the road. And you've got kind of this big body blocker in there and Wall, who's not, it's not that he's not athletic, but he does just play, uh, play very poised in there, very calm. Um, and hopefully he has some success. Like hopefully it is a long run, Clarky, and mm-hmm. and that you know the Leafs can kind of ride. What I would say about Joseph Wall, um, you know, if I can add my my broadcasting flavor to this, is you know I calling calling OHL games. Samsonov is a guy where you're going to be yelling and screaming a lot into the mic. Oh my God, what a save by Sam! You're going to say that a lot. And with Wall, it's kind of more like, and there's another puck swallowed up by Joseph Wall. Like you're just, it, it just looks like business as usual with him in there. And, you know, like people were freaking out the other day when, when Max Domi said he reminded him a little bit demeanor wise of Carey Price. He wasn't okay. trying to say he's Carey Price, but I, I heard him say that. And I, and I was like, well, who, who better to say that? He was a teammate with Carey. I agreed. Like he just seems so quiet in his movement. Like you were talking about Brooksy and like, you know, you remember when you guys won the Sutherland cup and, and even that first cherry Brock Byer and Max, Wright, your two guys, they were very much the same, just so quiet and efficient in their movement. Yeah. They'd lay out and make a crazy save when they needed to. And everything else broke down in front of them. But typically it was just like, I'm in good position right at the top of the paint. Bang, right into my chest protector, covered up. I, I think the biggest thing with the goalie like Wall and the guys you just mentioned for the bees that was a couple of years, but your team plays confident in front of you because they know you're not giving up second chance opportunities or you know a third chance because you've made two great saves because of the scramble effect of the rebounds, but you keep kicking them out where you know, if you can swallow the puck up, especially with Toronto's D, like we talked about, not being the over physical, gonna clear the shit out of the oh, excuse me, uh okay. clear the front of the net. Um, <laughs> right. Um I, I think I think that's huge, you know, like for the Leafs that they have that kind of stopper that just is quiet, right? And and it's it's big for their success. I agree. I just, I really feel like Ilya Samsonov would have been a great goalie in the eighties. Well, and, and he still is a great goalie. I, I think it's just one of those ones where he has to kind of do the same thing, figure out when to make those great saves because he can't, has the ability to, but can he just put himself in better positions so he doesn't have to make so many great saves because of like, you're saying, mm-hmm. Oh, what a great save. But if, as a, Goalie coach would say, well, he had to make that great save because his positioning was mm-hmm. not great or his feet were moving or whatever the case may be. He's also yeah. looked slow at times too. Like that Kucherov goal Saturday night against Tampa, like he just seemed like he wasn't getting over fast enough. Like, I don't know. But I know it's Kucherov. I know he's got a good shot. Is that shot, the goal to just... pick out? Like, No, I'm just saying. <laughs> that... I know, it, but it's, it's Kucherov. Just... Like. I know, but that was the last goal he's let in, I think. Hasek's not stopping he's been that, you know. Out since. So But you know, if you guys went back to the Montreal game, because I know that's the first game for me that I watched, but Oof. how many goals how many goals were scored in that that you'd say, Well, there's a breakdown by the D and and now the puck's in the net. Like not blaming Samson on the goal, but you just want that save. Just give me one save to say I got mm-hmm. your back. You know what I mean? And and I think that's where Wall is starting to kind of assert himself for the Leafs a little bit more is mm-hmm. the mistakes are there. Same mistakes, but he's getting the job done. Like the Tampa game, they fight, come back, right? And all of a sudden there's Kucherov in front of the net with a on-the-doorstep chance. Now, yep. probably got lucky he didn't go completely upstairs and get all of it, but he, he made the stop at the right time and mm-hmm. they come away with the win, right? Yeah, I'll, I'll say my final thing on Samson before we move on to some other aspects of the lineup is if you want to kind of get a, a breakdown and and see for yourself everything that's wrong with Ilya Samsonov, watch that fifth goal from that Montreal game. 
It's everything that's wrong with him and more. He's just way too aggressive on his angles. And it's like, I'm not saying he's not trying. He's trying. But wouldn't that be coachable? Like, can't that, like, is it It, just. It should be. You know, but like, I don't the know. guy has to click in. And when you're so used to playing a certain way and keep in mind, like when he was over in Russia with the wider ice, he was one of the best goalies out there. I remember years ago, this is 2016, telling the guys down in Washington on their fan cast that I thought he was the best prospect outside the NHL at the time. And I meant it. And he was. I stand by that. But you see the way he played over there and the guys over there, they don't care. A lot of oil money flying around. They just want, if the team wins, no one cares. And he won a lot of games over there. And so when you do that and no one's over there telling you, hey, you might want to kind of rein this in a little bit, calm yourself down the crease. They don't care. They're just like, ah, it's Russia. Like, just win the game. And he won. So no one really took him aside and said, here's some little things that you could do. Whereas over here, a couple guys now have tried to do it. We'll see if he's still young. But that's the biggest thing. He's he is over aggressive and he needs to just kind of bring it in a little bit. Brooksy, let's talk about some other aspects of the lineup here. You mentioned the offense flying and boy, the the big guys are going to get done. Tavares looks like he went in a time machine. He just Mm -hmm. doesn't age. Austin Matthews is a freak. And I want to talk a bit about more, you know, with him too. Nylander, unbelievable, scored a beautiful goal in that Washington game. The rest of the lineup, though, Eventually, if they can't figure out a way to get the bottom six going, particularly guys like Max Domi, it might catch up with them a little bit here because other teams have good players too, Brooksy. I, I agree with you, thousand percent. Like that's why I said when we started this uh, show, like I I haven't loved them, um, mm-hmm. and you know time is definitely needed. But how much time, Ryan, do you give them to to? see if they can gel and, and get it rolling. Um, I mean, if you asked us last year about Max Domi coming to Toronto, I think we all would agree, yeah, this, this is a nice little fit. He's brings some offense. He plays a little bit of gritty, maybe not the best defensive forward, but, he, you know, he, he brings in a tangible that they were missing last year. You know, same with Bertuzzi, right? Like an edgy player, gritty, um, can score goals, make plays, um, but he brought a little more edge than – most of their players from last year that didn't come back, right? Um, yeah, they just haven't they haven't found chemistry. Like, um, it, it just I guess it does take time. I mean, it's pretty tough when you keep rolling back your your big guys that have all that chemistry to find the right pieces. Like mm-hmm. Michael Bunting was a guy that fit that role, right? Like he fit that role with uh, Matthews and and Marner. I'm not saying the player you love, but he fit the role. Mm-hmm. Um, and was the right kind of fit for them. And, you know, who's going to be that guy with those two? Yeah, it is early, so there's still lots of time to gel. But one thing that really ticked me off, and I was like, these are the same, this is the same team, what's going on, is when Nylander got smoked from behind in that Florida game, uh, and yeah. no response from anybody. Isn't that why the team has Ryan Reeves now? Isn't that the, his role? Check, like, I could not believe it. I'm like, this is the same team. They're not please. doing anything. Right? I told you, dude. I right? warned you that this guy's a fraud. This guy's a fraud. And I'm not trying to take anything away from him. And I, he's very tough. He, he and, and if he saw this, he'd probably come over here and kick my ass. Well, Good maybe. for him. W- what else? What else do you know. do? He does nothing else. I know. Is what that's he does. my. Th- that's my. And point. so, and uh, I'm I'm sure you saw it, you know. And we'll we'll have him on soon. Your your buddy Steve Dangle freaking out in his breakdown after that game. What do you do? Like that's why you're here, Ryan Reeves, and mm-hmm. that's why you got signed, Max Domi, much smaller but a feisty guy, Tyler Bertuzzi, to bring that grit in there and and have guys come in there. Yeah, to have Nylander wiped out, which you know that should have been a penalty, by the way, um, for sure. But to have him wiped out and no one gets up and and does anything, anything, with the guy, nothing, it's just junk, and that's why and. I don't know with the way they're playing now. Maybe it maybe it could actually but, happen. But Brooks, he's a coach. Was, do you look at a guy like just shrug your shoulders? Like what the heck? What, like what are you doing here? Well, I 
again, I will apologize. I didn't see the hit from behind. Um, I, my schedule hasn't allowed me to watch as much as I would like. Yeah, no uh, problem. So, but I, I guess as a coach, I, first thing I would ask you guys to kind of play the scene out for me. So he gets hit from behind. Does any leaf jump in at all? No, 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 no. nothing happened. He got up and okay. skated off. He, he was down on a knee for like what five, six seconds, and then okay. got up and slowly so got, skated to the bench. No teammate. So Tavares would have been on his line. Nothing. Them, like, nobody goes in to rough up whoever the Florida player was or give him a <laughs> no, shot. That's my point. Um, how many shifts? How many shifts did Ryan Reeves see after that incident? I'm not sure, but I would have, like, I don't know. I'm only asking because in the narrative I've heard on different radio shows and what have you is they were blaming Ryan Reeves for the fourth line's lack of success. They've been on for four goals against. He's a minus four, whatever. This might have been early in in the year. and, And then you start looking at the ice times, like, to your point, Clarky Henrys, if I'm the coach, I might give him a little tap and say, okay, just next mm-hmm. shift you're going on the ice yeah, right, to answer the bell. Now, if that didn't happen in this case. No, it didn't happen for sure. Right? So He did get shifts after that, though. Oh, he got shifts, period. he didn't do anything. What I'll, say, what I'll say to you is this, right? Because there's there's been a whole thing about staged fighting and that's not a staged fight if it had happened and 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 there's look there's a lot it's a lot to ask a guy to go out there and say hey can you go get punched in the face for this team yes and and i understand that we we've learned a lot about head injuries and all that stuff i get it it wouldn't be as big a narrative though this is kind of like ovi was scoring goals nobody would be talking about the the record if he didn't score so much no one would be talking about this narrative, especially after that Florida game, Clarky, with Ryan Reeves, yeah. if he didn't big it up mm-hmm. himself when he signed. Keep right. in mind, oh, I know. Before the game, they were they were talking about that Radko Gudis thing, who's no right. longer on the team. Where yep. is he? Anaheim. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They were talking about. Yep. Oh, remember this when he screamed in Joseph Wall's face after the yep. OT winner and everything. Yeah. Ryan Reeves said, and I quote, I would like to see him try that had I have been here. Right. Like, you are leaning into the character that you sell. I'm the big tough. I'm the sheriff here. No one's going to touch Matthews. No one's going to touch. So you think he's a fraud? Is that what you're saying? Well, listen, the guy is very, he's very tough. No doubt about it. He's not a good hockey player. But for what he has sold everybody, it's not really been there. He fought. He fought the guy in Minnesota. He fought. Who did he, he fought? Um, Jack guy. Uh, it wasn't much well, of a fight. Jack, but. Jack guy fought him. He threw him down yeah, to the yeah, ice. I know. And then the Minnesota game, he fought uh, who? Marcus yes. Foligno. Marcus yeah. Foligno. Yeah, he fought Nick's brother. Good tilt, and he and but that was him. That was him remember standing up for himself because he hammered a guy with his head down and then Felino came over and challenged him and yep. Reeves obliged. Yep. But that's what do. he needs to do. Big hit. Yeah, he fight needs after. to go in that's there. That's what and his go, role should be. You hit our guy. Like right. he defended himself. I agree. In that scenario. But yeah, he's got to stick up for his teammates when they get so, hit. So like doing, Felino did. Yeah. So I, I just... Again, I just don't know what he really offers. Like, oh, good teammate, all that. Guy's not on the ice enough to do much. Well, and neither and was Wayne Simmons. Neither was uh, Kyle Wayne. Clifford. I'm just saying that that's the role he's got to play, right? That so guy who do can it go. Then I agree. Do you it. Think then. he's a fraud, uh, Brooksy? Do I think he's a fraud? Yeah, like Ryan does. Well, I'm not going to say a bit of a strong comment. I, I, I believe that if I do come across him for whatever reason, I, it's not a fight <laughs> I want to get into. So um, Exactly. No, I don't do want to fight do, either. Do I think he's a fraud? I, I would be very disappointed. I'm very disappointed hearing from both of you of the incident and there mm-hmm. was no response. Um, mm-hmm. I don't disagree with Ryan uh, on this, and I feel like I'm doing that a lot today, which is really bad. Um, it is. I, I, I agree. Like, you know, he talks a big game. I think if he just 
kept his mouth shut and went out and did his job, nobody would say boo, right? But mm-hmm. he is such a a bigger than life personality. Um, yeah, right. It, it just you expect a follow up from mm-hmm. him, and and in this case when there isn't, yeah, it's frustrating. It's frustrating. Because those three guys were supposed to bring that grittiness, the the, the toughness, um, and, and like and, and, and Domi had a rough start. Let's get into Domi a little bit. He had a rough start. I don't know how many times I watched that guy with his feet still in his own zone trying to flip the puck up. Finally, he started skating out of the zone and he looks got like some opportunities. But you think he system. was like just struggling fitting in at first? Yeah, probably. Like you know, it's it's. You're, you're in a different situation playing mm-hmm. in dad's, you know, barn yep. where he was so famous. And, mm-hmm. you know, there's probably a little more pressure there than he's mm-hmm. ever played. I know he's in Montreal, which is a different animal altogether. But, you know, under the the shadow of dad being around that building and people still loving Ty like they do. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm sure there was some some stress, some anxiety for sure. him. I'm going to go back really quickly before we go on. You talked about the three guys they brought in. All three have that added element of toughness. So we can pick on Reeves because of his, I'll say, boisterous personality and mouth about things. But Domi or Bertuzzi could have easily jumped in there. And what a way to endear yourselves to your new teammates by engaging into something of a defensive position for your, your, your teammate, mm-hmm. right? So mm-hmm. anyway, sorry, sure. go on. Yeah, no, no, I agree. No, it's, it, it's absolutely true. And like, yeah, I, I don't want to make it seem again, like we're picking on Ryan Reeves. It's just, if you're going to say stuff and then some, and then an opportunity for you to do your loan job comes up, mm-hmm. you better show up. And especially right. in Toronto, you can't say these things in Toronto and yeah. not have people remember, Hey, but didn't you say that you were going to, you know, like yes. it, it, it's like saying, oh, you pushed my little brother in the playground. I'll see you after school. And then you walk home like everybody's they, out front hey, of the school waiting. Maybe, maybe Where is the, this uh, guy? Maybe they can get uh, Tom Wilson out of Washington. I was just going to say, I still find it unlikely, but the way the team is now, God, I'd back every first round pick ever, please. They would love because Tom Wilson's tough and can actually play hockey and, mm-hmm. you know, if you let Ryan Reeves tell you the narrative, Tom Wilson's scared to fight him. He's fought him before and beat him around the ice pretty good. By the way, where was he game five of the cup final that year? Yeah, I'll have to look back on that. I think he was watching Tom Wilson lift the Stanley Cup from the press box. That's interesting. Anyway, let's talk about Austin Matthews. I want to talk about some good stuff. And Austin, hey, this guy is just flying out of the gate. I mean, the goal he scored against the Caps was gross. He, I, Brooksy, what did we talk about last year? And I want him. I want them to find him some one-timer opportunities. And God, did he ever smoke one over Darcy Kemper's shoulder the other night? He put it right by his ear. I love that. Mix that into his game a little more. This guy's so talented. Like Brooksy, you coached a lot of talented players. Like, how much coaching is really going on with a guy like that? Like, are you throwing Holden Lansing and Chase Herford over the... Like, are you really coaching them? Or are you just kind of like, go out there and do your thing? Like, I, I know what to expect from you. How much you coaching know, do you think is actually involved with him? Well, I think it's more of just little conversations, probably. Like, just things you're seeing, you know, like... um, Again... When he's scoring those goals, everybody is happy as a, you know, happy, happy as a clam, right? Like you're, you're scoring goals, you're ripping them. But when he's not scoring goals, you can always go back to him and say, hey, like, let's go back to where you were scoring them from and mm-hmm. where are those areas are. Are you getting enough shots in the game? Like to, to a goal scorer has got to shoot, right? Like um, if you're not shooting the puck, you're not, you're not going to have the opportunity to cash in. So um it's interesting, Ryan, you bring that up though about coaching because uh, I coached with Dave Barr in Guelph and Dave uh, went on to coach in the NHL uh, as an assistant coach with a few teams. And one of the teams he coached uh, was Colorado as an assistant coach and, and Joe Sackick was still playing. And I, I, it was on a podcast. Uh, Dave was on and he was talking about it and he said, you know, Joe, I... <laughs> I'm not going to say anything to you. You're Joe Sackett, right? And Joe's like, no, you got to coach me. Like, 
if you see something, you tell me. And I think that's the same for Austin Matthews. I mean, I think everybody knows how elite he is, but that coaching staff, if they can help him with a little bit of positioning or, hey, that defenseman's cheating his stick in this spot, if you move to this spot, right? Like, I think it'll help. And I I, I still believe a guy like that Guy Boucher that's in there now, mm. um, he's a very offensive-minded coach. I think he, he's going to really help a guy like Matthews continue to grow into that offensive presence that he is. I love yeah. Guy Boucher's uh, intensity behind the bench too because I Sheldon, think he's a great Sheldon can be a little you know laid back at times, at least from what we see on TV. <laughs> when Guy Boucher's eyes are beaten out of his glasses the way they do, I'm like, I love this guy. I just like that kind of coach, I guess. I don't know. He's, I like the, you know the Pat Burns type type of guy. He's intense, man. And and again, we saw what he kind of did bringing Stamkos to life back in the day. I think mm-hmm. he can have a similar effect with Matthews. Not that like, you know, we all agree he's the best goal scorer right now. I, I just think that having coached a guy like Stamkos, he can see the similar type of things where he can open up different looks, especially on that power play. Like we saw the other night getting that one timer off, yeah. like, that's not a thing we've seen Matthews utilize very much. And he clearly can do it because it was a gorgeous goal. I think Guy Boucher is a guy, like you say, Clarky, that, you yeah. know, can bring some different small elements out of him to make him, God forbid, even better. That's a good thing, right? For sure. Absolutely. He's chasing Ovechkin's record. I mean, let's, let's go. Uh, or it's not yes, Ovechkin's. Yes. Not yet. Uh, hey, the other thing with Matthews, though, keep it on him, is he's getting some time on the penalty kill. And I just wanted your opinion on this. Yeah. And like Ovechkin's only goal there the season was when Marner and Matthews were out in the ice on a penalty kill and all four Leafs, you could have thrown a blanket on them. It's like, what's going on here? To be fair, you like that was your best player? Do you like your best player on the power on the penalty kill? Um, I, I do. Cause if I can find yeah. ice for my best players to be out there a little bit more, I, I do. Uh, the, the worry is obviously at that level is, you know, block a shot injury, whatever. But I mean, the least of use minor, you know, the last number of years on it. I mean, mm-hmm. why? Like we talk about Matthews in the sense of his 200 foot game, getting so much better and defensively being better. And I believe he's one of the best shot blockers his, his numbers yep. are always yep. up there in shop oh, yeah. yep. I mean, if you can utilize that mm-hmm. asset and and then he still possesses that threat, right? Like to the other team's power play, like mm-hmm. you've got your best scorer on the ice with your best playmaker on the ice killing. And if you guys mess up, we could turn this into yeah. a quick shorty. It, it does kind of go the other way on the you know power play, right? Like, it's a lot different when you're looking at David Campo. <laughs> He's, I got block shots, but we're gonna ice the puck because I don't want to touch the puck, right? So yeah, yeah, yeah. It is different for sure. But I mean, I, I again, I agree. I think that a guy that's that smart and that smart defensively, getting him more ice time is not gonna hurt him. Brooksy, we love having you on, man. It's so much fun to chat with you. We could again, we could do this show for three hours because there's so many things we could touch on, including stuff around the league. Clarky and I will touch on that stuff next. Lots of undefeated teams still, including the Boston Bruins. That team will just not die. We'll touch on that and more next here on Instigating. Welcome back to Instigating with Clarky and Drury. Thanks so much again to our friend Jason Brooks, longtime OHL and junior B coach. Brooks, he's the best, man. He's he's great to have on chat about the Leafs and all sorts that, of other things. OB, that was like that. That's what That's cool. instigating is all about. That was a nice, yeah, lively, combative. He knows how to get it going segment. over here, and yeah. he just sits back like the coach he is. Well, I was, I was, I think I was poking the the prod into you a little bit too. He analyzes the two of us, and then he just responds with a very measured approach. That's yeah. why he was a great coach and could still be a great. Hey, Brooksy's a young sure. guy. I, I think Absolutely. he's going to be back behind a bench, a significant bench. At yeah. some, he likes to say no, but at some point in his future, I. That guy's going to be behind the bench. He can't resist. Let's talk a little bit undefeated teams early on in the season so far. Now, keep in mind, we're recording this Thursday, October 26th. 
So th- this could change by the time it airs, but it's the starts we're talking about. Some yeah, really yeah. great defeat. Like Vegas came out of the gates firing. They set a record for uh, coming out. No, no Stanley Cup champion had started the season five and zero before. Then they pushed it to six. Boston six and zero at the time of recording. Um, unbelievable. Dallas like called uh, producer Adams Colorado Avalanche. Like really impressive stuff. But the one sticking out to me is Boston. Like Clarky last year, people were like this team is going to struggle to make the playoffs Bergeron's old Krejci's old I don't know about their goaltending well didn't one of their goalies win the Vesna and they broke a record it didn't go well in the playoffs mm-hmm. sure but now mm-hmm. this year people are like now Bergeron and Krejci are gone for good they're going to come down emotionally last year was a disappointment they certainly don't look like it like they are flying out there and props to my guy Guelph Storm star Matt Patra for coming in there and just stealing his spot. I don't think he's coming back to the OHL and good on you, Potsy. He's such a great kid. I know him a little bit and man, he he has the skill set to stick up there. He's been really, really impressive. And that Bruins team, both their goalies at the time of recording, Clarky three and oh, sub two goals against nine bajillion save percentage. It's unbelievable what they're doing over there. Like the the Bruins just won't go away. And that's probably very frustrating for you, sir. Well, it's not that frustrating for me. Are you sure? I mean, yeah. Uh, like, who have they played? Who have they played? On top of my head. Top of my head. I... Well, last win was against Chicago. Yeah. Is that right? And Chicago yeah. again. Chicago again. Anaheim. Yep. San Jose. Nashville, six and oh, six and oh is all I'm I saying. agree, but mm. like for a team, for a team, I, I think, like, I think oh, you really got to look at who they played. That's all I'm saying. Who have they if played? The Leafs, if the Leafs were six and oh and had played some bad teams, which they have, by the way, ah. they played a horrible team on opening night and barely beat them. So, I, I mean, totally agree, man. Potato, I'm not, potato, I'm not disagreeing. You can say all potato, you want about potato. that. They've, they've won what two games in regulation, the Leafs. So not anyway, great. not great, but I just think you got to let, let's judge them after a month and see who else they play and we'll go yeah. from there. Okay. So everybody. Boston, not worrying me. I'm not concerned. I don't think they're that good. Some wild. Well, okay. So they're not six and no good is what I mean. Uh, quickly, uh, before we touch on this wild story, obviously the N- NHL confirming they're going to decentralize the draft. So basically all the teams will not be gathering in one spot. Is that It'll been be all the prospects? I mean, it's been yep, voted. They is that it? Oh, see. they confirmed it. Don't, and they don't know if it will start in 2024 because there's a lot to figure yeah, out. Yeah, I know. Well, it's in they Vegas. They are going to. This it. year's in Vegas. Yes, they are going um, to. And, so and the, rink, the rink is used. T-Mobile, I think it's called, is is being is, yeah. is rented out to someone else that day. So they can't have it there. So they might yeah. have it at the Sphere. If you've seen pictures of that. Which will be cool. way insanely expensive. I think it'll be. Oh, for sure it will be. For, it, yeah, the probably, NHL probably. will not spend. But money I to rent love, this year. I love, and you know, I went to. Yeah, you went to 11, nine? 12. No, it was, more oh, than yeah, it was 11 or 10, 12 yeah. straight drafts. Yeah. Most fun working I've ever had. It's um, sad. It's sad. It was exclusive to the NHL to do it this way. Yes. I hate it. I know it's expensive. The, only one. Uh, the teams will send 40, 50 staff to these drafts, and that's probably the bottom line. The bottom line is the bottom line. Um, probably why they're, they're, they're changing it. Uh, it is outrageous. These teams make cheap a ton NHL. of dough, and they're cheap. Um, but it, it disappoints me big time. I'll judge it after I see a new style. I've seen the NBA. I've seen the NFL. Well, we've seen I that. still love the NHL's way to do it the best. And it's going to piss me and- off. And Jeff Merrick tweeted out earlier, thought it was interesting that Brian Burke mentioned on the Jeff Merrick show that the Henrik and Daniel Sedin deals to Vancouver, remember that great mm-hmm. pilfering that Burke yeah. did at the 99 draft, would not have happened if right. they don't have the traditional draft format because he yeah. had to go to both tables yeah. and say like, hey, I'm more, uh, it was Tampa and Atlanta. He had to walk right over there and say, hey, Here's what I'm thinking, right? And it's not like you can't pick up a phone, I guess, but that that face to face atmosphere is what. Did you hear that? So did you hear? And I think it might have been Jeff Merrick that said it. He was very close to getting the Sedins to Toronto when he was in Toronto. Yeah, he was trying. Yeah, we all heard. Apparently, he was very close. Yeah, I didn't hear it. I would have. 
I'm a pretty big Leaf something. fan. I didn't hear it, but anyway. That would have been something. Yeah. Um, so some wild stuff coming out of the NHL as well. And Shane Pinto, really talented third-line center, scored 20 goals last year for the Senators, has been in this contract debacle where they don't have cap space. He wants a certain amount of money. Well, he's not going to be earning any money anytime soon because he was handed a 41-game suspension for violating the NHL's gambling rules. Now, I've read from numerous sources that he that he did not bet on NHL games. So I'm confused. And then I found this great thread from Eric Macromella, who's a, a great journalist. The NHL indicated in its press release, Shane Pinto did not bet on games. I take that to mean he did not bet on games directly or indirectly. The Daily Faceoff reported that Pinto had a, quote, connection to a third-party better. So while merely conjecture, it's possible Pinto may have shared material information is the quote mm. with that third party mm -hmm. better. That may not be the case. That's a guess from a legal standpoint. 41 games is incredibly significant suspension wise. That suspension was met with an unequivocal and unconditional apology from Shane Pinto. It does not seem as though he has any uh, appetite to appeal it, which underscores the likely severity of his actions. So whatever Pinto did, it stands to reason that the league finds it very serious. I also find so, it like he doesn't have a contract. He's an RFA currently yeah. He's without a contract. This is in my mind, weird. in my mind, he should be suspended once he signs a contract. He's not playing anyway. So to suspend uh, him right now, I know there's rules that say you can't negotiate with any teams until this is over and everything else. Yeah. But I don't know, man. I don't know. It's and weird like, to you handle know, it. I have a feeling like the, the whole thing knew this was coming down. Oh, I think so too. Back in, actually, like in the sources summer. confirmed that they did. Right. Sources so they knew this they were was aware coming down. This. And kudos to them and the league and everyone else involved to not have this leak out because that's a huge story. But... It, it really um, is. Um, but I don't know. I just I just think he should be suspended after he signs a contract. But yeah. Whatever. It's super weird. Whatever. All right. We'll, we'll follow the story more. Yeah. I'm sure more will come out. All right. We'll take a quick break. When we come back, Couch Potato of the Week's coming up here. And we're going to yep. have a special guest. Our buddy, Alan MacArthur of the Little Squash oh, Course. Something wants happened to come on guys. and offer a couch potato of his own. That's oh, coming I, up yeah, next if, okay. here on Instigating. Back to wrap things up here on Instigating with Clarky and Drury. Clarky, quiet over there. You got to let me do my thing here, all right? You know, like, half the, the best part about this show sometimes is what happens during the breaks. It's yeah, it's it was great. pretty it's hectic. You telling us to hurry up and then yeah, like let's go. Time. Let's you know go. who never you know what's never a waste of time visiting our friends at Conway Furniture, Highway 86, East End of Listowel. It's True. time now for the couch potato of the week. Before we get to that, though, as you know, we're always brought to you by our friends at Larry Hudson Chevrolet Buick GMC, yeah. and of course, our friends at the Listowel Squash Courts. But hey, large SUVs, Clarky, like I mentioned we got them earlier. In stock. We still got them in stock. We got them in stock. Deals are hot. And the deals are hot. And uh, hey, you know what? As I mentioned last week, we didn't have these for so long. We got them now. Come on in. If you have a uh, sales there. rep, come and talk to them. If not, talk to your guy, Clarky. Uh, I know one thing. Al's got a growing family, and he could use a Yukon. He that could, could potentially. Hockey season coming, hockey bags. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Hands-free liftgate. Look, Ooh. Hudson's has it. Pretty we good. know this, guys. And yeah. you know what? We're also brought to you by our friends at the Listowel Squash Courts. And when you know it, here's our friend, Al MacArthur of the Listowel Squash Courts. Al, how you doing, my friend? I'm good. I'm good. I'm a little tired. Had a big match this morning. Um, right. Yeah. It was. Well, I started I started off with an appetizer of, of jury. Um, yeah. Yeah, it, it was wasn't good. very good. We yeah. did all right. We had some good rallies. Al, he told we me did, last yeah. week he beat you. He did. Now hold on. Like, were you because... using your wrong hand, or like, was there anything, any story to this? 
No story. No. Come on. No, you got me. Come on. You, you can me. admit it. You can admit it. And yeah. on that note, let's begin our Conway Furniture <laughs> Couch Potato of the Week. Okay. Al, you're our guest. What, well, but how does he get one? How does he get oh, one? No, no, no. Listen. This is yours Al, then? Who's your Couch Potato of the Week? It's it's no other than Ryan Drury. Oh, it's, it's Ryan Drury. Yeah. Why, he, how, how does Ryan Drury become a Couch Potato? He got the big win last week, and I had to talk him into coming out this week. He was going to retire. He was good with the win. Uh, uh, look at him. He's putting on, for people just listening, he's putting on his Conway Furniture couch potato hat. Um, That's right, everybody. I, like, I, it's me. <laughs> I feel like gritty I, right he now. He should be it off me. the couch. If he's beating you, he should be off the couch potato. No, no. Because I, I got to finally kick back. Look, Al's been training me. I'm not, I'm not saying I'm good. But I'm improving, and that's all that matters. And you can do the same at the Little Squash Courts. If you want to get involved, it's super easy to sign up. Al will hook you up. They're on Facebook. They got a great website. It's easy to book. 24-7 facility. If you want to try it, I was intimidated. I was intimidated. I went in there. Al's the best. If you want some one-on-one, Al, Al can help you out. And I've been improving, and I finally won a game, and I will accept this great honor with aplomb, sir. So thank you, Al. It was it was well deserved. It was a uh, good yeah. Game. Actually, last week we had some of the biggest rallies we've had. Like I was getting gas. Um, but yeah, not not only for adults, but we can like my son here. I have him. He's in the court club. We do some. Yes. Some nice. Um, What's your son's good. name? Give him a shout out. It's it's Declan, the great uh, Declan MacArthur. There um, you go. Great goalie, I hear. Pardon? Great goalie, I hear. Yeah, yeah, he's he looks up to Clarky. Uh, yep. Watch old videos. Yeah, I'm trying to. Yeah, get the, yeah, yeah. He comes uh, to watch me Sunday mornings at, at uh, in Kurtzville, just to yeah. get some tips. Just to get some tips. Yeah, and 100%. I like when 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 Ryan said Al's coming on, and then the couch potato, and I'm thinking, okay, like is this coming at me? Is this coming at you? I thought, and then I see your Worthers and all your candy on your desk there, Al. So I thought maybe it was you. That's Declan's. <laughs> yeah, don't blame Declan for the Worthers. Oh. Um, but I, yeah, I'm, I'm not. I, I don't think we should ever name Ryan Jury a couch potato. He's he's a specimen of physical activity, and he gets out there and he's beating you. That's not a couch potato. Listen, you can't take this away from me. I earned this. Yeah, we could say, we could say up until that point he was. Can we not? Up until yeah. that point he was. See, and That's I thought right. maybe it was me because I haven't played and I'm getting accused. I told Ryan that we're going no, to Niagara no. Falls and I was getting accused of sandbagging. I'm in the right division. I'm 50-something years old. I'm in the right division. I don't know. Yeah. I would need well, of it. We know of a player who's in the one division higher than me. He yeah. used to come to Listowel quite a bit. He doesn't anymore. Yeah. He's better than me. If I'm sandbagging, he is too. That's all I'm saying. I'm not going to name names. But you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Well, listen, we we want you to name names now, Clarky. Because <laughs> no, 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 I'm not naming this guy's name. I'm not naming. No, his no, name. no, we, no, no. In a different way, because Al came on oh, here graciously and participated in a yeah. very good couch potato of the week segment. And <laughs> okay. now it's your turn. I'd like to know who your couch. Okay, so is. this guy here was making his rounds this week on uh -huh. on social media. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, it's just the trolls, the leaf trolls, right? Um, that uh -oh. that were that were doing it, and like, you know, he's just not that good of a hockey player. But everyone okay. was saying how good he was, um, and I'm I think Adam is trying to put his picture up now. There it comes, there it comes. Justin Hall oh. plus nine. Okay, you know what? Justin Hall was a plus player with the Leafs. He was plus 15 during the season and minus seven in the playoffs. Stop trolling. This guy's garbage. He doesn't know how to play hockey. Detroit's off to a good start. He He's not going to lead the league for long and plus minus. Go away. But my real couch potato, because it's not Justin Hall, oh, my real okay. couch potato centers around this. Centers around Frozen Frenzy which we all know happened on Tuesday night, the NHL playing all 32 teams, 16 games, space them out 15 minutes. Did you like that? You think it was a good idea? Yeah. Yeah. Did you see frozen frenzy? I don't, I, I didn't care for did you watch the frozen frenzy show. It was a tough one. Ryan, did yeah. you watch the frozen frenzy show? I watched quite a bit of it. Yeah. Where did you see it? 
Oh, uh, well, I had to illegally stream it. Right. It wasn't available right. Because here. our friends here, which is my couch potato of the week, decided that it wasn't something that we wanted to do in Canada. So Sportsnet, you are my couch potato. Um, and they're they're making up every excuse in the books. Well, the Leaf game was on TSN, so they didn't have the rights to stream that or to show that game. Um, they listen, the rights to the highlights. They, right. But they couldn't have done what ESPN did and did live looks because they couldn't do that because the show, the game was on TSN. Listen, if there was people who organized this stuff at the beginning of the year, they should have got together on this and said, okay, we're doing this show, this game, uh, this this night. Sportsnet, you need to own all the rights to all the games this night because they basically do in Canada control the national rights. They split the local rights. But there's a way to split the game, so they had them all that night. And we should have been able to watch Frozen Frenzy, which I thought was fabulous. I thought it was really cool uh, here in Canada. It's just another example, as yep. my good friend Craig Simpson says 83 times a game. It's just another example of how the hockey fans in Canada are now not served as well as the hockey fans in the USA. They have better announcers down there. They have better intermissions. They have better analysts. And it drives me crazy. Anyway, that's well, my couch potato. There, so, I mean, Canada has that going for it. That's true. I, I, that is true. I will, <laughs> that is true. I will say this. I will say this. Frozen Frenzy, one of the best ideas the NHL's had marketing-wise in 40 years. Yeah. I mean, and the score did it with years, ice surfing sure. or whatever it was called. They did it oh, back it in the day. Oh, it was great. Right. It was and it should be on again. But no. It should be on again. I can't figure it out. Really good idea. Quickly not that I'm bitter. Here. I'm not bitter. I'm not bitter you're, at no. all. No, you're never bitter, not dude. You're the least all. bitter person. You're I, the least I bitter think person I know. I, I want to become the, the the TV critic from here on in. That's my new role. Become the TV critic? Oh, I already am? I, I mean. Perfect. What was that just now? <laughs> Mel, have quickly. you been practicing for Niagara Falls, by the way? I've been playing almost daily. Oh, my gosh. Hmm. I, gotta get, I, hope I, I don't, think he's ready. I, don't, I hope I don't match up against you. I, I'm not worried about... I'm I'm gonna lose, but I'm more worried about like staying like alive. Yeah, keep yeah, same with me. I've been so busy, my foot's a little sore again. I haven't played since uh, the excuses are already built in. Next week, I'm coming in. We'll see who wins this tournament. Last Black Knight tournament I played in, I won. You Just did so win, you know. so there you go. I don't want to hear go. your excuses. Great. Speaking of excuses and people being bitter. Boy, the good fans down in Buffalo. My goodness. My couch potato of the week. Producer Adam, thank you very much, is Joshua Allen, the quarterback, the supposed superstar quarterback of the Buffalo Bills, the supposed Super Bowl contenders, who, as we record this, are playing the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and enter tonight's action at four and three. Not exactly an endearing record for a supposed Super Bowl contender. No. You want to you wanna know a wild stat, Clarky? Yeah, he's turned the ball over and by turn the ball over, I mean him personally, the ball coming out of his hands to the other team almost 90 times now in his still very early career. Let me say that again. 90 times the NFL, the NFL is 17 weeks long now, 90 times. And I think Josh Allen is talented. I think the Buffalo Bills are talented, but they remain frauds they are frauds and mm. they're couch potatoes dorsey their offensive coordinator horrific job taking all these talented players and doing nothing with them do mm. you realize that when they lost to my new england patriots in one of the greatest upsets of the last couple regular seasons that they had a bunch of second and shorts and they ran the ball Every single time, instead of using play action to open up the field, they have Stefan Diggs, who's one of the best receivers in football and is one of the most talented players in the league that constantly complains he doesn't get thrown to enough. When they did throw it to him, he scored a touchdown. It's unbelievable to me the lack of self awareness and attention to detail that this Bills team still has. They're frauds, they're not winning anything. And Josh Allen, you need to go back to the laboratory, my friend, and get off your couch. Speaking of couches, you want a beautiful new couch, a beautiful new love seat? There's great sales going on right now. Orangeville leather sofas on at our friends at Conway Furniture. You can go to the showroom, Highway 86, East End of Listowel. It's incredible. And hey, by the way, 
The prices you see in there, HST and delivery included. See you later. We'll close the show now. We had a okay. great one. Hey, I have Brooks. A, I have a couple. Our buddy Allen. Great stuff. Clarky, yes. Close us out here. Declan, is Declan a Leaf fan? Yeah. Okay. That's we, good. We like we Who like do you like better? Do you like Joseph Wall or Ilya Samsonov in net? Um, Samsonov. Oh, interesting. Hey, so you, you and Ryan Samsonov. one day can sit down and we're going to record a little conversation with you two. Declan and I might have to record <laughs> a little segment at some point here. That's Maybe right. We'll see. We'll see how the two goalies look in another month. And we might need Declan to come on and offer us his expertise. He did just win player of the game in one of his tournament games I heard recently. So that sounds like an expert to me. Right, Al? He's he's way more an expert than I am. I think we have our next guest. All right, Declan, (laughs) we're going to have you on soon here. And we'll we'll break it all down. Wall versus Samsonov. It's going to be a heavyweight title fight. Listen, you may want to. Yeah, go ahead. Yes. Ryan. Wrap it up. Let's wrap it up. Wrap it up. OK, yeah, yeah. we we don't want to argue anymore about no, Ilya Samsonov. No, we had you a big argument earlier show. in the show, as you know. <laughs> you can watch this show Friday nights at eight, Sunday nights at nine with our friends on Whiteman TV. That's channel six for Whiteman subscribers. We debut on our YouTube channel Friday nights at 9 p.m. right after it airs with our friends on Whiteman. You can find us on social media at instigating pod. And remember, you can find the podcast version of this on all your favorite podcast apps, including Apple and Spotify. Once again, thanks to our great friends at Conway Furniture. Larry Hudson, Chevrolet Buick GMC, where the deals are always hot. And Alan and our friends over at the Listowel Squash Court. Sign up now. It's never been easier. Thanks 16 and 2. Argos, 16 and 2. 16 and 2. Argos are hot. Argos are hot. Let's go. Next week, we'll be back with more Instagram.